just want to say that uh, thankful to be back here tonight at uh, Lafayette. It's, it's it's been a while, and I'm 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 grateful that the church allowed me to come back one more time and uh, try to just uh, do what the Lord would have me to do, whatever it may be. You know, uh, I still uh, I'll just be honest. This the last time I was here. I've uh, still dwindles around with me every now and then because when I left here that night I told my wife I said I've made a horrible mess and I said I know it uh, but I learned a lesson from it and uh, and, I, and I hope and I pray that I, I don't attempt to uh, step out on my own again but uh, and I know if, if other brothers here I'm sure everybody I've always heard everybody tries it at least once but it was a it was a big pill to swallow. I'll just tell you, it's uh, it's burdened me a whole lot. But again, I'm I'm thankful to be back here again tonight, and uh, I'm thankful for everyone that's out here tonight who's come out to uh, to uh, worship God and glorify God. And and I hope you're here tonight not because of me or anything else. I'm hoping you're here to glorify God and 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 do what He'd have you to do, whatever it may be during this service. You know, uh, I'm going to try my best to. Uh, to do what he wants me to do, I have a little scripture to read. But you know, if if he puts up anything upon your heart, it don't matter what's going on. If he puts it upon you, you just do it. Whether I'm preaching or whether Brother Benji's back up here or they're singing, whatever may be going on, just follow the Lord. That's uh that's what it's all about. You know, and then tonight, if you're if you're here and you're lost and separated from God, I know that uh, the church wants you. The, the altar's always open. Uh, Always, uh, if he's if he's knocking on your heart, that's uh, that's all times is good to call out to him. But that's your, that's your best opportunity is when he's knocking up on your heart. You know, uh, last Sunday I went, uh, I, I tried to stand at Antioch, and uh, and uh, it, it got on me before I started, and, and uh, it's not much different here tonight. But uh, I brought it up. You know, it seems that. Sunday nights, it's, it's always a, a very slim crowd. It's basically anywhere you go for a night service, that's the way it is. And, and that laid a pretty heavy burden on me. And I, I got to thinking about how people look and react to things. And, and most of the people, and I'm not saying this church, I'm not saying any particular church, but if you go out and you go to the day service and you go back to night, the crowd at night's usually really slim. And, and I want people to understand and realize that you know when when the church doors are open, yeah, it's it's for you to come in. But worshiping and glorifying God ain't just on Sunday mornings. Amen. It ain't just for an hour or two during Sunday morning service. It's and it's not just Sunday nights either. It's supposed to be all the time. And that's that's where uh, we fall so short, and, and we fall you know uh, of doing what we're supposed to do and getting out and and and. Telling the word of God and letting people know what He can do for them and what He's done for us. And uh, but I am thankful that everyone's here tonight. And uh, like I said, it's uh, and, and it's not because I'm here tonight. It's just that I've noticed it when I've visited other places for night service or whatever it may be that the, the crowd just don't seem. I guess they think that well, I came this morning. I don't have to go back tonight. But you know. Not just me being a, being a young preacher, not being in it very long, but even the ones that's been doing it for years and years. You know, if they go somewhere, you need to. They need you support. They need to. They need to know you're there to, to back them up and just come to 
just to hear them. It, it makes them feel good. I know, it, and I'm speaking for myself just the same. It's uh, it's just something good to do. It's it's what we need to do. But uh, we'll try to read a moment here, and uh, I want to start this morning or this afternoon or tonight with. Uh, like I said, I just have just a little bit to read, and it it kind of follows up with some things that I said. But uh, I want to read out of Matthew chapter seven. I want to start with first uh, in the first verse, and this is a scripture I'm sure we've heard many times, but uh, it's what the Lord laid upon me actually this morning. I've have been trying to study all week and, and couldn't really get a hold of nothing and have nothing and and tried again last night and. And couldn't get in nothing last night, and and I've I've come to realize when uh, when you get to them points in time when you're trying to study and you can't get, and you might as well just step away for a while, and uh, the Lord will give it to you when it's time. But uh, no more than I much got out of the bed this morning. This is what uh, He put up on my heart, and I was uh, trying to study a little this morning and just a little this afternoon before I came. But first verse, He says, "Judge not, that ye be not judged." For with that, for with what judgment you judge, ye shall be judged, and with what measure you meddy, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mot that is is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thy own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mot out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thy own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mot out of thy brother's eye. This come upon me because of the way that uh, we go about our, our normal lives, our, our daily lives of how we uh, how we go into the things out into the world, and and we look and and the human nature of us, we're so quick to look at somebody and just judge them before we know anything about them, before we know them, before we before we. Uh, introduce ourselves or, or know or or we know them and we've known them from the past and we want to judge what their past is like is, instead of thinking you know we need to pray for this person or maybe they've turned their life around well if they've turned their life around we still want to look out and, and look back at well, well they've done this it don't matter what man thinks what matters is they've got it right with God and you know what uh, I went on and, and looking at it and it says how much. It says on uh, how with the, uh, that we need to get get the beam out of that own eye. He's not talking about a beam of light. He's talking about a beam like what like like this holds the ceiling up here. He's talking about a beam, and and he's talking about the mod in our brother's eye, which is which is just a small piece. So what we're saying is, you know. Everybody, every one of us, we have a past. We have something that we've done or things that we've done or multiple things. I'll just tell you, uh, when the Lord called me to preach, I, I, I know that I'm probably the sorriest thing He's ever called. And I don't know why He done it, but He done it. And, and I have a purpose. I've realized I have a purpose with Him, whatever it may be, whether I ever see it or not. He has a reason for the things that he's done and, and for calling somebody as sorry as I've been in my life to, to try to preach his word. But when I when I think about how this is, you know, we look at uh, the the world and we look at other people, 
But we're judging them before we ever stop back and look at ourselves. And that's what it's saying here is, you know, you are worried about this other person's sins or what they've done when you need to stop for a minute and look at your own self because yours are much bigger. That's the ones you need to get out of the way before you start telling anybody what they're doing wrong. And I'm not saying that we ain't supposed to go out and, and maybe tell some people that, that, that they're living wrong or are trying to help them and tell them and lead them down the right path. But we don't always go about it that way. But first thing we got to do is, is look at our own self and, and look at how we've lived our lives and, and what we've done. And we've got to get all that out of the way because, you know, when, when we get saved by God's grace, all of them sins in the past, they're gone. He's forgot them. Now, I can tell you this. There's a, there's a lot of them that uh, in my past that I wished I could forget. But uh, I'm pretty sure he lets them. He just tinkers with me sometimes with them just to remind me, you know, of, of things I've done. And, you know, there's times that I need that. I need that to, uh, to, to focus on what I need to be doing and where I need to go and how I should be living. But uh, you know, as, as I was going through this and, and reading this and, and thinking about how we are as people, then I stepped back and I looked at how we are as the church, as God's church. And, and these days and times, the how we've all kind of tried to do our own thing and go our own way. And, and, and it's not all. I'm not saying that it's all of them, but... There's those that, that don't want to fellowship with one another or, or fellowship with this and or, or go along with this one. And the more I look at it and the more I think, you know, that's all they're doing. Is they're, they're judging the other one saying, well, you're doing this wrong. The last time I checked, the last time that I looked at the churches that I've visited have been in that, that's, say they're sound missionary Baptist churches, we are all preaching the same the same thing. We're all doing the same thing. What's in the way? I'll tell you what's in the way. Man. There's no way we're ever going to be perfect. There's no way that we can ever run anything perfect. But, but there's some where man is trying to run and be in control that thinks they are running perfect. And, and that theirs is doing a little better. This is what I call the church. I'm talking about God's church. I'm not talking about Lafette Missionary Baptist or whatever this one is. I'm not talking about an individual building. It's God's church. We all supposed to stand for one thing. We're all supposed to have the same purpose, the same meaning, and do be doing the same thing. And I've seen that from places I went. And like I said, you have you have man that wants to uh, control things, and that's where that's where uh, I think people need to step back and look. Like it said, and, and first get get the get the beam out of your own eye before you can be telling somebody else how they need to be doing things. You know it. Uh, and I don't know why that that come up on me. You know, I, I've had my own issues with uh, uh, some uh, some churches where uh, I, I'm not allowed to go. 
They won't allow me to come in the door to preach. But I can tell you this, I put forth my effort to try to get in. If they won't let me, then you know I can I can say that I've done my part. I can wipe my hands from it and they can answer for that, not me. But that's what I want to tell you too is, is when we go out into the world, hold on, let me read over here. I want to talk about a minute for uh, how we judge, but how we're supposed to live and do things on a daily, day-to-day thing. It's, uh, bear with me just one moment, over in First uh, Timothy chapter 4, where, uh, uh, in verse, starting in verse 12, he says, Let no man despise thy youth, and this is Paul writing to Timothy, but I, and he, and he says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by the prophecy, with the, lay, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. See, we're supposed to be, as God's children, an example. When God saved your soul, that's when your, your, your work began and as, as, as doing things for Him and, and letting people know what He's done for you and, and what He can do for them if they're lost and separated from Him. Or if they've been saved and just got into the world, letting them know that He can forgive them and will forgive them if they'll just turn back to Him. You know, and, and we fail so much as, and, and I've said this many times, we do great when we get inside these four walls, but once we get outside these four walls, we tend to get right back in our normal routine and our normal ways of, of living just, just like everybody else. We don't think about, well, I said, we don't put God first like we should. None of us do. We get out and the next thing you know, we're... We're doing this and we're doing that. And, 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 I, and I've told my wife many times, I'm as guilty as anybody. I'll be at work all day long thinking I know I need to come home and study and read. And I'll come in and when as soon as I get out of the vehicle in the driveway, well, I need to get this done and I need to get this done. And I start on and what am I doing? Next thing I know, it's done bedtime. That's not putting God first. We are so caught up in, in our in our lives of, of doing this and wanting to live like this and wanting to have this and this that we don't think about what we should be doing for God. And, and, and I keep hearing everybody say with all of this going on with, the, with this virus and so forth, you know how everything is and how, how we're having to live and how we're doing. And, take, and I keep hearing everybody say, well, I can't wait. I just want to get back to normal. And I've said this before, and I'll probably say it many more times. Do you not think that God might think there was something wrong with our normal? He's the one in control. He can stop us any times He wants. Our normal... I believe is what's got us in the position we're in now. Our normal is is not putting God first and worried about what we can do in this world or what we can gain in this world or what we can have better than this person or what we can just anything. It tells us 
that we need to lay up the goods in heaven, not here on earth, because none of this matters. You know, and man keeps turning and saying, if this is okay to do this and it's okay to do this, I'm here to tell you right now, this book ain't changed. God ain't changed. If that's the way it was then, it's still the same now in his eyes. In man's eyes, it may be totally different, but that's because man wants it to be different. Man wants it to be what's going to be convenient and easy for him. That's where we fall so short these days. That's where we have gotten, and that's where we're headed. And, and we need to stop and think about, like I said a minute ago with the churches and, and how we're living and the example we're setting, we need to stop and think, we're not going to be here forever. What kind of example are we leaving for the ones that's coming up behind us to keep carrying on what we're trying to do? That's where we're failing. Yeah, we're failing God, but if we don't get a grasp of hold of things and, and let the next generation see what, how, how God's children are supposed to live and what we're supposed to do and, and the path that we're supposed to be taking and, and you know how we're supposed to to unite with one another and be all one big church and, and how that we should help one another like we was talking about earlier and, and the things that we need to do. But first, we need to glorify God. That's what this next generation needs to see out of us. And we're failing. I don't know, and I'm sure there's other people that see it, but and I don't know if I'm getting older how why I see it more now than I did before. I don't know if it's because my children are getting grown. I don't know why. If it's just, well, I do know why. It's because God wants me to see it. But we've got to set better examples for the ones that's coming up behind us to be able to carry on what we've been trying to carry on and what was passed down to us. Just the same as, as we've seen our, our, the ones before us do and the ones before us that, that, that preached or that was just, you know, sound church members that are God's children. You know, I can remember as a young child, you know, my great grandmother and my great aunts and and all the women at Brattentown, how it would be. And you just, very seldom do you see that anymore. You don't see the, the, the shouting or, or, or the, the, the happiness and the joy that you used to see. And, and I ain't saying you don't see it, but you don't see it every Sunday or every night during a revival like you used to see. Used to, when you went to revival, you knew it was going to be every night something was good was going to happen. Something good was coming. And, and, and nowadays you, you, we sit home and, and, and we just we sit there and we think, well, do I even want to go tonight? You can't say you ain't thought that because I know you have. Each and every one of us have at one time or another. We are failing to be the examples that we should be for the generation that's coming up behind us. You know, I heard it said, uh, many times, that 
Oh, I don't want my kid to go because I don't want my kid to never come that they, they'll be scared. I don't want to scare them. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you don't scare them to let them know that hell's going to be their home, you're failing them because they need to know. If you ask me, the thoughts of, of, of eternity and hell is a scary thing. I know when I was lost and separated from God, I wasn't in church enough to know and I was young to under, fully understand what was going on with me, what was happening. But I know when I laid down at night in my bed, I was scared to death that I was going to die and I didn't understand why. I was you know, a nine-year-old boy. Even at that age, not fully knowing, I did know to pray. And once I finally realized what was going on and, and, and started calling out to God like I needed to, He saved my soul. Probably, I, you know, I was on a Wednesday and, and I know it was day service in Bratton Town and it was probably, if uh, I figured out it was just a few days before my 10th birthday. Now I'm not going to sit here and tell you after he saved my soul that I went out and lived like one of his children like a Christian should live because I didn't for many years. Many years. But I can tell you this. I can't go back and change none of those times. I can't go back and fix none of that now. But what I did do is I turned to him and as immediately as I turned to him he was right there. He was right there and forgive me. And when he called me to preach at the age of 22, and I know y'all heard me say this before, I thought I was going crazy. I thought I literally thought I was going crazy when it happened. I thought my, I mean, I could have swore my head spun around. But I was like, what is this? But I convinced myself for so many years that, that I was too young or that, that I, I, it couldn't be me. There was no way. I'd done everything that you could think of to, to convince myself that it wasn't true. But now when I sit back and as I talk about this tonight and I look back, I think about the example that I've been for some of those people that I, for those 25 years that I was running and getting out of it, the example that I set for some that, that that was completely the wrong way. I know I'm I, I know I'm to move forward and, and not to worry about my past, but it's kind of hard sometimes to sit and think. Even if it just been one person, it would have been worth it if I would have just done what I was supposed to do and, and lived my life the way I was supposed to live it. And and you know. I know we've all been there, we've all done it, and we all answer for ourselves. You know, that, there's nobody in this building going to answer for what I've done. No more than I'm going to answer for anything that you've done. And that's one thing, too, that we have to get out of the way as, as God's children is, is quit worrying about what so-and-so's done and start worrying about what you've done. Get, to, get yourself right and be the example that God wants you to be and that we're supposed to be and the rest will take care of itself. That's what, uh, that's what we're supposed to do as, as God's children. And, and then when you, uh, 
necessarily, not necessarily point somebody out about something, but when you uh, when you approach them, and first of all, you know, going back to this, when it says, you know, to get the beam out of the own eye before you uh, try to get the the mod out of your brother's eye. I want to say, you know, you don't need to be approaching nobody to do anything if God ain't leading you. So you also need to stop and think about that before you do so. Is God telling you to tell this person something or are you just taking it upon yourself because you see them and you've judged them right off the bat and you think you're going to say something to them because I'm going to tell you, if God ain't in it, you ain't doing nothing anyway but being a hindrance. That's a... that's what I have tonight. I just, uh, it wasn't much, but it's its what was on me. It's what's burdened me. And, and I just want to say again, that, you know, just look at, just look around for a minute and, and be, we need to be better examples. We need to think about what's coming up behind us to take over. The ones that we're leaving this to. Are we going to leave it in, in, in shambles for them, for them to try to have something to work out their self? Or can we not try to fix it and, and get it on the right track before before they take over? And uh, before I turn this back over, I do want to ask you one thing. I've, I've asked this the last, uh, I don't know how many times now that I've tried to stand that I've asked this, but I want you to stop and think for a minute how you get blessed each and every day by God. And I want you to think about over the last, just the last week, Everything that God's done for you. And it's going to be impossible for you to think of all of it. I know that. But but after you do it for a minute, I want you to stop and think about what you've done in return for Him. Granted, we're never going to get close. Not even, not even a drop in the bucket close. But it will make you stop for a minute and think about how much effort you're putting forth of trying to do for him what you need to do. I'll turn this back over to Brother Benji. I thank y'all again uh, for having me here again tonight.